0: Science Beer Review Episode Scorching,
1: Scorching
2: Error. error.
3: Hello, and welcome to Science Beer Review. We are a group of people passionate about science. In fact, some of us are actual scientists. That would be PhD students and podcasts and postdocs. We are podcasts. In this podcast, we use the primary literature to inspire improvised comedy sketches. Our aim is to make you think while we have fun. Each of us has prepared an exciting science story, which also promises to act as a good inspiration for a sketch. The rest of us will hear about it for the first time, along with you, the listeners, which is essential as it forces the rest of us to improvise. We may make mistakes, since we haven't done this before. That's the whole idea of being improvised. And we hope that part of the fun is for the listener to exercise their critical ability, that is to judge whether what you hear makes sense. You can even have an opinion about whether we managed to capture the essence of the science story in the improvised sketch part. Episodes are always accompanied by chapter markers and show notes with the links of the literature we used. And now that we have set up rules and expectations, let the games begin. Our improvisers for today are...
4: Hi, I'm Anne, and I'm a molecular biologist.
0: Hi, I'm Mihalis, and I'm a toxicologist.
3: Hi, I'm
4: Enrico, and I'm a civil engineer. Hi, I'm
5: Camille, and I'm evolutionary biologist. I'm
1: Gustavo, and I'm also a molecular biologist.
6: I'm Jacqueline, and I'm a biological oceanographer.
3: And I'm Paris, another evolutionary biologist. Woo-hoo! Cheers! Cheers! So the first uh, game we're going to play today is based on a cool paper
5: that Camille has brought for us. Do you actually explain what it is within the paper, I have to start explaining some other concepts as well. So humans are diploid, which means that all genetic information that is in genome is there twice, with the exception of male Y chromosome, male X chromosome, and mitochondrial DNA. That's very, very important, because all other genes can have two different forms in human genome. But if you're male, all genes on X chromosome will have only one sequence, genes on Y chromosome will have only one sequence, and all mitochondria as well. Why I had to describe this? Well, because my paper is called "Inferring Heterozygosity from Asian and Low-Coverage Genomes. While we're sequencing DNA, we're basically gluing the molecule on small glass and having a huge camera, which is just taking picture of the DNA while it's coloring by the bases that are red. And the thing is that there are some mistakes. Not every base which is red is actually correct. Meaning that... Genomes are components of letters A, C, G's and T's. And sometimes when we're reading T, it's actually A. The software, which is analyzing the picture, is kind of evaluating how sure is he that the base is really the base that he's calling. And he's assigning the quality. And sometimes when we're <laughs> sequencing a human, we would like to know if there are two different forms of a gene or two same forms of the gene on this one location. Knowing what is the probability of error on that location, it's essential to actually determine if uh, the genotype or if the human has two different copies or not. Because imagine that you have 20 bases aligned to one position, and 18 of them will say that there is A, and 2 of them will say that there is T. And you know that the probability of sequencing error is 1 over 1000. Is this human real Heterozygote, So it does it mean that he has really A and D? Or is it just two errors by chance? And there were some smart people who wrote this paper who actually figured out that if we take a look on these positions where we are very, very sure that there can be only one haplotype, so this Y chromosome, X chromosome, or mitochondrial DNA, we are actually able to find out what is the real error rate of the sequencer and using this information to actually recalibrate all other bases, and then be sure that this 18 A's and 2 T's means that he's actually homozygous It means that he's a relay. Can you recap a bit the last part, please? Why does it reduce the error? So you would like to know what is the probability of these two different readings <laughs> mm-hmm. being readings by chance or being a reality of the sequencing. And if you have a correct probability of this base being wrong, then you can say if it's more likely being another genotype or being just a problem of sequencing. Okay. And uh, to be sure about this or to be able to call accurate uh, probability, you need to know what is the real error rate of the sequencer. Because if it's not 1 over 1000, but 1 over 500, it changes a lot. Mm -hmm.
4: You're talking at one point about red bases. I didn't really catch what that was about.
5: Oh, yeah. Like, if you read, like, past tense of to read is to read. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was a color. the color red? Like, you're talking about fluorescence? <laughs> no, it is actually, red. you're getting to very nice thing. Actually, we are, we are sequencing through colors. We're actually... By fluorescence coloring uh, A's, C's, G's, and T's to red, green, blue. What's the last one? Yellow? You said that there was ancient DNA uh, implied at some point. Well, that is in the title because this was motivation of the authors because they, they are analyzing. Uh, how farmers were colonizing Europe mm-hmm. and they figured out that when they were assessing heterozygousity without recalibration they're getting totally obscure results that don't make any sense so they developed this method to actually make sense out of their data
4: mm-hmm.
5: and that there is something what is called postmortem damage when we talk about uh, asian dna which means that uh, there are some types of mistakes that are more likely to happen in sequencing if you put their dna which is very very old And this is just simply caused by degradation of DNA over time.
3: So, if you summarize this with one sentence.
5: Single copy genetic sequence helps us to understand how wrong sequencing really is.
3: So, you see, detective, the body was found here. And... Now, uh, the police has taken it, so I don't know where it is, but I found the body when I opened the shop. What?
1: You lost
3: the body? No, no, that would be the the police officer that took the body for analysis uh, didn't tell me where they put it.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, We're going to have to slow everything down from now on. Nobody gets inside of a 50-meter perimeter!
3: Ugh, where goes the business for today?
1: Okay, Johnson. Um, listen, it's almost lunchtime, and I'm really hungry, so uh, I'm just gonna go over and get a bagel, okay? And uh, I'll leave you in charge, so make sure nothing goes wrong.
6: Johnson? Uh, jo- Johnson? Yes? I, um, I'm pretty sure I found the body.
2: Um, that's, uh, the best news I've had in the day.
6: There's an agricultural field that's two kilometers down, and there's actually a lot of bodies. But I, I think Martha Graham has pinpointed the body that's gone missing this morning.
3: But, uh, is it, uh, the first body you find,
2: or in the middle of all the other bodies?
6: It's definitely in the middle of all the bodies, but it's, um, it's... On top of them so it's the most recent body.
3: So we have a two-dimensional sequence
2: of uh, bodies that we need to understand. How do the bodies pile up? Do Is it one on top of the other or one next to the other and then they do another
3: row?
6: We should go talk to Mrs. Cram.
3: Mrs. Cram, yes.
6: She has mapped out all the bodies.
3: Well, the, the the big boss told me to stay here. So when you say we, I guess uh, it's not going to be me.
6: I definitely mean we, because um, I have no authority, Johnson. You're the head on this case, and uh, Mrs. Graham doesn't really want to talk to me.
2: Well, I guess uh, this is just a toy shop. What could possibly go wrong here? Let let's let's go to this field. Sure. I mean. I mean, he's for lunch, so we can easily sort this out within an hour.
5: We cut to Mrs. Graham's office.
4: <clears throat> now, I don't know where that darn detective is, but I hope he's coming back soon, because I'm getting bored in my office.
6: Uh, uh Mrs. Graham, uh, the detective, uh,
4: sh- he went out for, what,
6: bagels? I, I think he likes schmear, lox, like some garlic bagel
2: yes he's very particular about the bagels Mm. and he likes to interrogate people after eating the garlic bagel he
4: says it works well yes sounds torturous uh do you want to see the bodies now or should we wait for the detective Uh, no no it would be good if we see the bodies now okay okay well i'll take you to the bodies which are just outside of my office so as you can see i've arranged them by color So we have red, we have green, blue, and uh, yellow, and Um, all the tones in between.
6: I'm sorry, Mister missed Is this,
4: um, is the color indicative of how dead they are? No, just my own personal touch of how I think they should be. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. I'm artistic like that, you know.
2: Sorry, sorry. This doesn't make sense. This body clearly looks more dead than this other one over here. Don't you agree?
6: Yeah, I don't. Sometimes I don't understand art, but um, that's maybe I just don't understand art. Yeah,
2: but we can clearly understand that some bodies can be more dead than some other bodies. And it's very confusing to not order them by order of death stability. Deathness.
4: (coughs) Yes, well, sometimes you can't tell how dead something is. What you can tell is the color of something. Although that looks a little different. Oh, I'm not sure if I've ordered them correctly and there might be an error.
5: Mrs. Graham, Mrs. Graham. Hi Bill, what are you doing? I sorted the bodies you, you asked me to. I I started the green and yellow ones because mm-hmm. there was this kind of weird guy we received yesterday mm-hmm. and I was not really sure. If I it's... hope
4: you didn't touch the red or the green ones because
5: you know you're colorblind
4: and you can't tell.
3: No. You... Don't say this in
4: front of other people. I'm so sorry. He's... Well, we can supply
2: an infrared camera that will tell apart the mm. colors for colorblind uh, sure. people.
4: But uh, there's a lot of bodies here. The camera has to be pretty big. Um, You know, to, to cover the whole grounds of this farm.
2: Well, that will cut on the budget of the school, but uh, it's, I guess, better to know about deafness than helping children. Don't you agree? <laughs> That's yeah. the reaction I get all the time.
0: The detectives are coming back to the toy store.
1: <clears> hmm. <throat> I sure do love a schmear and lox bagel.
2: <sighs> uh, hello, detective. I've been here all along, of course. Good to have you back. Yes. So...
1: <coughs> have you solved the murder...
2: Uh, Well, you see, um, we have some uh, issue with the sequence uh, of the bodies Not that again, Johnson,
1: you're on my last nerve
2: well, I've been using my approach of uh, comparing the frequencies of different colored bodies. I've been using my approach of comparing the <laughs> secret. I don't want to hear it anymore. Okay, ca- just come see. Come see how we've rearranged the bodies. It's, the open air will be good for me. I promise
1: this is your last chance, Johnson.
6: Uh, excuse me, uh, detective uh, John, John, Mr. Johnson. So I've been um, frantically googling and I've come into contact with um, another person who also has colored bodies but from Pompeii. and he was discussing that all those people they died at the same time. So I think we should really maybe Skype him or I don't know, fly there. I, I think it would be uh, maybe maybe it would be useful.
1: You see that, Johnson? That's the voice of reason that's using your brain. Thank you so much, detectively. I I've really am... I'm considering a promotion, but uh, oh. let's talk about this later.
2: Oh, Ooh, thanks, I, might, yeah, I might get promoted. Thanks. Amazing. No, no. Uh, I, I think he was talking to me. Uh, you, I, I wasn't looking. I face away from him <laughs> after lunch.
6: And in Pompeii... Oh, hi! Um, I'm... Lady Lee? Oh,
0: you—you you are the one that you sent me the email the other yeah. day. Yeah,
6: my email is. Um...
0: I don't need to know your email. Oh, okay. It's good to have you here. I know who you are. Yes, I'm you. happy to have you Thank here you. And to see the body.
6: Yeah, this is. Um, I have never been out of the country, so um, this is a big step, life step for me. No, it's um, gonna
0: be fine. I don't no. worry.
6: Okay. Um. So, so I came here to take pictures of your body.
0: Of my body. <laughs>
6: Your bodies?
0: <laughs> oh, you mean the, the bodies from Pompeii? The,
6: yeah, yeah, yes, yes, the, yes. The yes, 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 I
0: have them in the backyard. I've, uh, there is one thing, though, I have to tell you. They changed the color since last time we talked.
6: Right, so I just need the pictures to, to compare it to our dead bodies. Whatever color your bodies are.
0: Here are the Polaroids. Thank you. And the bodies are over there. I have Giacomo here, I named it. And then I have um, Tarantino, Andromeda, and I have Claudia as well. So C T A G, I call them.
6: Oh, beautiful. You guys are all so artistic. I'm actually going to scan these and fax them right back to my boss so that we can figure out the problem with our dead bodies. Yay. Thank you. Yeah,
0: you're well welcome.
2: Uh, boss, uh, I got uh, the facts. There is a clear order. It's a G-A-T-C. I think that is the beginning of the solution to our mystery. I'm at a literal <laughs> loss of
1: words. I cannot begin. <sighs> <laughs> uh, yeah. okay. Let's just, uh, let's go over the facts, and, um, okay, so Agent Lee sent you over these pictures, and they're C-T-A-G. Let's go see this Martha Graham I hear so much about. She's got the bodies that we're investigating, right? Uh,
2: yes, yes, I expect so. In fact, uh, she's over here. So, uh, here is the, the facts I got.
4: All right, all right. This okay. is
2: based on ancient bodies. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi. Um,
1: uh, I'm Detective Spencer. Uh, <coughs> this is my colleague. If you know what I mean. So, uh, I understand you're Martha Graham.
4: Yes, that's me. Yes, I have the farm. I organize the bodies here. So here we have some ancient bodies, and then we have my new, wonderful modern bodies. So, like, let's compare. Okay, okay. I see they, uh, they also color coded. I mean, obviously. Oh, here it looks similar. You see, here, here we have the same colors. Oh well, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, but wait. Here they have a different one than to what we have. It's interesting.
1: You know, um, I've got I've got a great agent on the case. She's actually um, across the ocean at this moment. She'd never been outside Missouri before.
4: Oh my.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Um, she and she just sent us these polaroids, which I think are a key piece of evidence to solve this. You know, in fact, in Pompeii, people died and were colored in the process?
4: I did not. Well, I can see it from this uh, Polaroid, actually, but I did not realize that that's what happened. Fascinating. Fascinating so, stuff. So,
1: um, say, Martha Graham, would you happen to be able to interpret these Polaroids?
4: Well, I'm uh, trying to figure out the pattern here, because, you see, it's corresponding to what we have, but then every now and again, there's a little bit of difference. But uh, I'm going to go to my uh, henchman, if you will, over
5: here. Oh. You've called me, Mr. Grant? M- M- yes,
4: uh, Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> I... it's a, it's uh, it's that's
5: right. <clears throat> but but was the last stage here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
4: Take a look here. What do you think? Think real hard now. Uh-oh.
5: Uh-huh. Ah! That's why I couldn't find the body. I, I, I thought that it was a green body, and I threw it in a yellow pile. So so I, I was searching in, 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 a, in a green pile. But when I see that bodies are actually turning from green to yellow when they are old, so maybe the body will be in the yellow pile of bodies. Let's go and take a look there. My, 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 Billy Bob
1: Thornton, I think you're on something here.
5: Officer, is this the body you are searching for?
2: Um, absolutely not.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry to say this on the eve of your retirement, but you're fucking fired, man. Oh god, it feels good to say that after 35 long years.
2: Well, finally, I can go play with the kids. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Loopy! I brought something also very cool which also needs a slight uh, introduction because it has to do with uh, mitochondria and to understand a bit about mitochondria i need to introduce the three kingdoms of life the archaea which is greek for ancient the eukarya which is semi-greek for new and the bacteria which is Greek Latin for rod-shaped. These are the three main categories of organisms. And we think that the eukarya, which is most things we're familiar with, like plants, animals, fungi, etc., evolved by a symbiosis, by a cooperation between the other two groups, like an archaeobacterium engulfed a bacterium, and they made a new type of cell, that is the eukaryote. This happened, as you can imagine, a very long time ago. And then the bacterium turned into various organelles that we find in the cell. And one of these is the mitochondrion, which is the energy production factory of the cell. It does aerobic metabolism. You've heard of aerobic and anaerobic exercise. The aerobic is the one that uses oxygen, produces 13 times more energy for metabolism of of the same molecule. And that probably gave a very big advantage to the eukaryotes. We suspect the mitochondrion used to be a free-living organism because it looks like a free-living organism, although a very reduced one. It has its own genome and it has two membranes, which is what would happen if you engulf a single-membrane organism. Some interesting facts about mitochondria. They are the reason why we cannot have perfect male clones, because Mitochondrial DNA passes down from the female line. Only the mitochondria of the egg in animals are passed down to the offspring. So you can only perfectly clone a female. Would the... you
1: like to have perfectly cloned males?
3: <laughs> no, it's mostly a philosophical question. <laughs> but, but you cannot perfectly clone a male. Another interesting property of mitochondria is that there are many copies of them in a cell. So for a single nuclear genome, there are multiple mitochondrial genomes which takes us back to the ancient DNA studies. Ancient DNA is very rare. It's things that have been dead for a long time. We find in nature, DNA degrades, but mitochondrial DNA has a much higher concentration in the same sample as nuclear DNA. So it's much easier to sequence. So the first Neanderthal part of the genome that was sequenced was also mitochondrial DNA. And Paris,
6: so are all the copies of, The mitochondrial DNA, the same, like replicates of each other. They
3: are supposed to be the same because they have a common origin in the egg. Yes. So my DNA is both in the cell and in the mitochondria? Yes. And what is the difference between the two DNAs? Well, the mitochondrial genome is very small. Like 99.9% of your genome is in your nucleus. Okay, so we know all these things about mitochondria and they're very central in biology. So what could we possibly find out about them that's new? And that takes us to the paper I chose, published in PLOS Biology by Dominique Cretien and others in 2018. And the title is, Mitochondria are Physiologically Maintained at Close to 50 Degrees Celsius. We didn't know this. What? What? Exactly. This paper makes the claim that the temperature of mitochondria is... 12 degrees higher than the temperature of the rest of the cell.
1: Like in in a living cell, the interior of a mitochondria is around 50 degrees? Yes.
3: 50, 50 degrees. Yes. It is not unheard of to have living biochemistry operating at very high temperatures. There are organisms that specialize in living in extreme conditions like thermal vent organisms. Mm-hmm. Lots of them are Kea, actually. <coughs> Work do all their biochemistry at 70 degrees Celsius. What is very weird is that within the same cell, you have 38 degrees, which is the body temperature, and 50 degrees. Yeah. Okay, so the way they, they know is because there is a probe, some molecule that's fluorescing according to temperature. And this targets mitochondria. To know then that fluorescence is affected by temperature, all this paper is about... Eliminating all other possibilities, like fluorescence being affected by pH, by oxygen concentration, and things like that.
1: I have a question. So
3: the molecule is in the mitochondria and I guess it's floating around. Does this motion raise the temperature of both the molecule and the mitochondria? No, I don't think so. Uh, It would be biochemical reactions in the mitochondria that are producing energy, uh, heat, uh, as well as their... By chemical by- byproducts that are affecting temperature in a cell. There are molecules moving around inside and outside mitochondria.
6: So Paris, off of that, would you say it's a byproduct of energy production that the mitochondria and the cell has to deal with, or it's necessary for the mitochondria to be at this temperature to perform its best?
3: We don't know. In a previous episode of Science Beer Review, we mentioned brown fat, which is a fat cells specialized in burning energy to produce heat. It's fat that makes you hot. Babies have a lot of it. Me too. (laughs) So we knew that brown fat mitochondria are are warm. In fact, we knew they were even warmer than these 50 degrees. What is new is that it appears all cells have... Well, they they studied two cell types here, but they have very high temperature of mitochondria, which we didn't know. And they also find that the biochemistry happening in mitochondria, the aerobic metabolism, is three times faster at their inferred temperature. So any experiment we did to understand mitochondrial biochemistry has been possibly at the wrong temperature. Very fundamental properties of this very, very general biological reality we might have gotten wrong.
1: Does that mean that the rest of the cell is normally at a lower temperature and somehow it balances at 37 degrees?
3: The discussion mentions that I guess physicists don't believe that you can have a temperature gradient from 38 to 50 in the small space occupied by the cell. So we don't even possibly understand how it's even possible. So the authors say that we should make sure (laughs) we can repeat the finding and support it with with other evidence. Mm -hmm. But they have some ideas, like possibly having two membranes, and if if the chemical reactions happen on the inside of folded membranes, then we would have two biochemical reactions next to each other, isolated from the rest of the cell by the outside of this membrane and the second membrane of the mitochondria, for example. So nanoscale physicists uh, might be able to understand how it works.
4: Uh, So they did this in cell culture?
3: Yes, it was cell culture of two types, maybe. I I can't remember the types. And I guess
4: they maintained everything at 30, like physiological uh, temperature, and then they introduced the probes. Yes. Okay.
0: Do they mention how they start thinking of doing this kind of experiment? Well, I wonder why would you want to question whether the, the mitochondria is at 38 or 50. That's or whatever a good really. point.
3: I, I don't think so. But these experiments are possible because this probe that at the same time changes color by temperature and targets mitochondria, so it's only there, mm-hmm. is, I think, new. Mm, okay. So they were kind of testing this probe and then found and then this unexpected temperature. I think coming
4: back to brown fat, I mean, they like say, they're, they're for thermogenesis and brown fat has an excessive amount of mitochondria. Right. So I think that's mm, another angle in terms of temperature, okay. at least.
3: So if I summarized, I would say that mitochondrial biochemistry may be 10 degrees higher than assumed in all previous experiments. Or in other words... We have been making the wrong assumption about very fundamental biology. So, I understand you're interested in rod shaped jewelry?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, Rod shaped jewelry, yes. Uh, My, you know, my girlfriend really, really likes them, and I would like to get him something neat.
3: I think we have. Just a thing, what about these earrings?
0: Wow, they're super, super good. They look
3: old. Yes, they are on purpose looking old. They are a replica of the ancient earrings of Cleopatra herself.
0: Wow, you mean the the queen of Egypt?
3: Uh, Exactly, the one with the silky skin that is on half the soap product commercials from the 80s.
0: Yes. Uh, okay. I'm sold. How much do how much do they cost?
3: Just uh, two thousand. But we can take credit cards.
0: Okay. There is my card. Thank you very much. Package them well, though. Eh?
3: Oh, of course. It will take uh, five minutes to package. Uh, you can choose which ribbon you would want to have uh, on the top while I seal this box. Could I have this
0: uh, ribbon with those? Um... What do they call them, thing Mander, Mander thingies? You know, those kind of Greek symbols.
3: Yeah, it sounded Greek to me. Uh, absolutely. I think that is how baklava was shaped after. Here it is, sir.
0: Thank you so, so much. I'll go straight to my girlfriend. She's going to be amazed. Honey? Friend, Honey?
6: I just got an an alert on my phone. I got an email and it said $2,000 were deducted from our joint bank account. What are you spending this money on?
0: Well, um
6: You know that we're saving up for a car.
0: You know how much I love you.
6: Yeah, I love you too.
0: Darling doll, my dear Joanna. I couldn't resist that. Uh, I know how much you like rod um shaped things. So I saw those jewelries and I had to get it for you.
6: I don't I don't wanna look at this. We need to sit down and go through the accounting, of how much money you're putting in and how much money I'm putting in and how much is going out. Because I really, we've been together for like 10 and a half years and I, I'm i just really concerned about the money.
0: Look, you are absolutely right. 10 and a half years, you know, that is 13 times more than at my previous uh, relationships, and I cannot just stop thinking about that, so take the dumb jewelries,
6: okay, thanks, sweetie. What a beautiful ribbon those are lovely. what
0: well, a bit of excitement would be nice. Uh,
6: well, I just saw two thousand dollars deducted from our joint bank account. Let no. me try again. Wow, darling, these are lovely,
0: aren't they? They are fantastic, you know what? I know how concerned you are about our money. I'm going to work more. I'm going to work double shifts. I'm going to bring them back. But I couldn't resist getting them for you.
1: Cut to a coffee shop on Main Street. Right. Like, he's going to get a job.
6: I know. It's been ten and a half years. and um, Sandra, it's
1: been ten and a half years. Do you hear yourself?
6: I'm, I guess I'm in denial. I, I have, I'm wearing these beautiful earrings that I paid for by myself, and, um, you're right. What am I doing with my life? I, mean,
1: I don't, I, I don't want to, like, you know, meddle in your relationship or whatever, but you literally told me you were leaving him, and now all of a sudden you come back with these weird rod-shaped things on your ears, and... And and he... Oh, but he promised he was going to get a job. Yeah, okay, well, right. Like, I hadn't heard that before.
6: I said I was going to leave him. But don't you think that I could... Like, we could go see, like, either a therapist or an accountant. And we could change him somehow? Like, maybe...
1: You know what's going to happen? You're going to finish at my place. We're going to be fucking drunk off a bottle of Chardonnay. And you're going to tell me, why didn't I leave him? Like last
3: year cut to three hours in the future in the apartment of jonathan
1: this is and this is an actual record three hours three hours sandra
6: i broke up with him and what got back together with him
1: oh. because i put oh, no. so
6: many years of my life this has to be the right way okay he has to be the right one it's got to be right he can't be wrong I just will not accept that he is the not the right one for me.
4: Cut to another coffee shop. Dude, I don't know, man. Like, chicks love
0: jewelry. I don't know if that didn't work. I, I don't know, right? I, I spent, like, $2,000 to
4: that. Yeah, it's, and like, the, fundamental knowledge that, like, chicks love, like, jewelry. And then they, like, get down for it. You know what I mean? I know, right? But,
0: look, I do understand her. And I'm going to find a job. I actually called her before and told her... That I have an interview today, I'm. I really think that I'm gonna do. It. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, it's gonna work. It's gonna work.
4: You're funny, bro. Support yeah. me, man. Yeah. It's gonna work. I was you at some laser tag. That sounds pretty radical.
0: Later at the interview. Hi. Oh, welcome. Thank you for uh, for having me here.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're you're like the the tenth to apply for this position as. Uh, As a shelf helper for the restaurant, but it's you have high chances, miss, miss, mister, Mr. B- Billy Johnny. Billy Johnny, Billy Johnny. Billy yes, the, yes. The, I have an
0: Italian uh, half Italian, uh, half uh, kind of Italian, kind of Italian, it. yes. Um, I have to confess something though, I hope the shelves are not very high. Well, because I can't reach very high shelves because I have a fear of heights. Well, how can I say?
1: Um I call you back. Okay. Uh when? Um when I will lower the shelf. Okay.
0: Oh uh, okay. Uh,
6: have a nice day, man. Have a nice
1: day.
0: Cut back to the house.
6: I just came from Johnny's house, so I'm just like really messed up in the head. But how um how did your interview go? Just please tell me like I really need good news.
0: Uh, I, I was honest with them that I really want the job, but um, then I, I started feeling a bit uh, hot. And I couldn't lie. I, I was feeling a bit overwhelmed of lying, and then I told them that I cannot reach the high shelves.
3: Hello? Yes, uh, is this uh, Sandra Bullock speaking? You've had that charge of three thousand dollars for an air conditioner on your credit card. What the
6: hell? Oh. Okay. Uh, thank you,
0: darling, darling, Joanna Sandra Bullock. Look, I have to tell you the truth. I I was feeling very hot as I told you, and I was gonna almost faint.
6: So you ran out immediately and bought an air conditioner. Yeah. And what did you install it in the car? Yeah. like the our broken down Volkswagen that like doesn't even have gas in it because we can't pay for that okay i'm going to get another job cut to laser tag <laughs>
0: man look uh, i was hot uh, so i got i went out and i got an air conditioning
4: it makes sense like it sounded like that situation was like at least 10 degrees higher than it's supposed to be
0: that's the lowest you can go for Uh, yeah that is
4: true watch your back thanks man
0: thanks man and, and you know what we're in a modern society and i'm a modern man
4: Yeah, bro. I don't need
0: to provide everything. Uh, (laughs) Tabular.
4: Yeah, man. Like, like, everyone right now is, like, totes up on you because you're, like, you're the man. And, like, well, you are the man. (laughs) Hey. Yay. Yay. But, like, yeah, like, at some point they're, like, women equality. Like, hello. Like, you're giving her, like, all the equality. Uh, What does she want, you know?
0: Let's go for a beer, man. Yeah.
4: Hell yeah, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, Johnny. Joanna Sandra Bullock. Enough is enough. I will not stand for my best friend and my best client to go down under like this.
6: I know. I've been coming to you basically ever since we got together because it's been so much stress. I have to bite the bullet. I do. I'm going to close the bank account and um, and kick him out. That
1: assumption that you had made about him being an actual good man i cannot believe it took you 10 years and I have to see this god i'm so happy for you let's open a bottle of chardonnay oh,
6: thank you yeah, yeah. Dear, i
1: think you're i think it's a new chapter in your life
6: yeah is the chardonnay on me or is it on you
1: I don't know. Okay, <laughs> let's not get too comfortable all right
6: I'm, I'm just going to leave now and just do it. If I don't do it now, it's never going to happen. Do it,
1: girl. Do it. Okay. Do it. You can do it.
6: Okay. At laser tag. Baby.
1: Oh, hi. Uh, hi, hi, hi. No.
6: This, oh. this is...
4: Sup, Joanna. Uh, ha, ha,
6: ha, 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 ha. Your friends are such assholes.
0: Hey, dude. What happened to you? You guys here? spend
6: the whole day, like, shooting <laughs> green and red colors at each other while i'm working
0: i had so big problems that i had to f- fight them you know and i was visualizing them being here you know
6: yeah man like but let me tell you something I-, I can't deal with us anymore we're over but i really think you need to consider the heat that you exude from your body and maybe there's some job out there that would just that would just fit i i, I want your life after me to be great But I just can't be there anymore.
0: Babe, uh, I think you are (laughs) right.
4: You okay, bro? (laughs) You're looking pretty hot.
2: Gonna work in the North Pole and make
3: people feel comfortable and warm. Bye. Well done, everyone. We hope that you have been as inspired as we have. As always, we have chapter markers for easy navigation, as well as links to the literature we discussed today. You can check out more Catalyst projects at www.thecatalyst.ch, and our amazing music was composed by Primitivo, and, in case you did not notice, performed by today's participants. Thanks for clicking on us! <laughs>